0: by way of review. We're in the middle of a series. So if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of a series. Some things that we have talked about. Last week, while preached and he covered, there's a difference between relationship and fellowship. A husband and wife can be married. They have a relationship, but maybe they're not even living in the same house. Maybe he's off doing a job or she's off doing a job and they, they haven't seen each other for weeks. They have a relationship. don't have much in the way of fellowship. Does that make sense? There's a difference between love and fellowship. That husband and wife, they love each other dearly, but they haven't talked or seen each other forever. They don't have much fellowship, even though they have love. We are called to be a fellowship. We're called to have fellowship. So it's very easy to miss out on fellowship if we don't understand these differences. And, and if you missed the message last week, you have to go back and pick that up. I'm not going to re preach that whole thing. This is just by way of review, where we are now in the Bible is 1 John chapter three. So turn to 1 John, this is back in the epistles, not the gospel of John, but turn to 1 John chapter three. And and just by way of introduction for the message today, we're gonna continue kind of with this theme that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. And the theme is loving indeed, okay? I say, I love you. You're like, well, I don't think you love me. You just say you love me, but you never show that you love me. Okay, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Like like if someone just says they love you, but they don't ever show that love, you have every right to question that love. We, here, How do we know God loves us? Well, because God put on flesh and he took away all our sin. Like that was a great act of love. Oh, I know he loves me because what he did for me. So the key fellowship factor For the church that we see in this passage of scripture is that the key fellowship factor, what is fellowship if it's not just relationship? What is fellowship if it's not just love? Well, you know what it is. It's love in action. So so that's where we've been. That's where we're picking up. and, and, And so love in action, love in deed, not just in words, love in truth, we saw two weeks ago. Not just in promises. Oh, yeah, 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 I'll be there. And then you don't show up. Oh, I'm I really all my I intended to be there. We've all done that. We've all done that. Okay. What the Bible says is look, don't just say you're gonna do it. Just just do it. Don't just promise you're gonna do it. Go ahead and do it. And so this whole fellowship series that we are in right now as a class, okay is because I believe with all my heart okay we're going to we're doing fellowship we're going to cover hospitality culturally speaking one thing that we're not very good at I'm, I'm talking to all my my fellow Americans here one thing that we're not very good at is 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 hospitality did you know that it's like do I have to fly domestic or can I fly international cuz international flights they do much, so much better generally speaking with hospitality like So one thing that that is a burden for me, and and I'm I'm, I'm shifting this burden, so it's us and not just me. So you didn't even know it, but one thing we are burdened about, okay, is that fellowship, and we're going to get to hospitality, but fellowship and hospitality is a big part of how we love one another. We're going to be covering that today, and I would just ask this question, this isn't rhetorical, is there anybody who's, who's been part of this series who's just starting to see our need for fellowship, that, that God's been talking to you about that at all? Anybody? You're... Okay, yeah, so we're starting to see fellowship is actually really important. It's not enough to just have the truth. I actually, we, we need to have fellowship. Okay, so, well, there we go. First John chapter 3, verse 18 through 24 is where we are, Okay. First John chapter three, I'm going to read 18 through 21. So look at the, the passage with me as I read it. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Verse 19. And hereby we know that we're of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. We will assure our hearts before God. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and God, and he knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemneth us not, then we have confidence toward God. Okay, thank you, John, for another passage that, that is hard to understand, and we have to really study out and work through. Isn't the Apostle John, what a blessing. He, he doesn't let you just read through it. It's like, what? Wait a minute, what? My heart condemns me, condemns me not. What are you talking about? Praise the Lord. We have to study this out. This first section is love and assurance okay so what he says what he says is hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him and and don't you know that sometimes your heart needs assured sometimes we like we're like a submarine and we're pinging off one another hey hey you know i'm doing this and I'm watching to see, like, am I doing okay? Hey, I wonder, God, am I, am I doing okay? Are you doing okay? We Our hearts need assured. Why? Well, because, because, well, number one, because the devil is the accuser of the brethren, and he's always telling you you're not doing okay. Man, I got all these voices. I know I'm not perfect. My wife keeps telling me. So I wonder... I know I'm not perfect. Thank you, honey. Okay. But, but let me, ask. but am I okay? Can I, assure, is there some way that I can assure my heart before God? Because you know what else my conscience tells me? It's like Romans chapter two. Man, I know that thing is wrong because it makes me mad when Xander does it. But then I turn around the next day and do the same thing. I know it's wrong. My conscience, I judge it wrong in your life. And then I turn around and do the same thing the next day. My conscience is telling me maybe you're not okay. Is there a way that I can assure my heart before? Me? Yes, there is. Good question. Okay. So, how do we know that? Okay. So, here's how we know that. Okay. On your handout, if you love, indeed, you will know. Indeed, because the Bible says, "Hereby shall we know that we are of the truth." That's how you're going to assure your heart. How can I know that I'm of the truth? Well, it's because I'm loving, indeed. So I can know, indeed. The word "indeed." When do you use that word? You you may not use that word. If you were going to use that word, when would you use that word? Indeed, what's it mean? It means yeah. It means really. Like I yeah I agree. Okay, the word indeed comes from two words, in the preposition, and "deed," something that's done. So it's not just something someone said, they really did it. It was done in action, not just in words. And the word has come to mean like really. You know why? Because when it really happens is when it becomes real. It's not that someone says they love you, that you know they love you. It's when they show you that love, when they do that. So if the, what this passage is saying is that if we, if we love indeed, we will know indeed. Galatians chapter six, verse 17, there were some people and they were given Paul trouble. They're saying, Paul, you're not the real deal. Paul says in Galatians 16, it says, from henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body, I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ. Because Paul, how many times was he whipped? He spent time in the deep. He had his physical ailments from serving the Lord. He's like, don't bother me. I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ. You want to know how I can prove my apostleship? Let me show you the stripes on my back. That's how I can prove it. I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ. It's because I've been doing... The things that God commanded me to do—it's not the degree I have. It's not the fact that I'm a Pharisee. It's not that I was trained up under Gamaliel. It's not that—that I—I exceededly. You know, he—he was—he was like a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Like, he had all the right degrees and the diplomas and all that kind. He's like, no, no, no. I've been doing it. That's—that's that's how I know. Okay, so. If we love indeed, love in action, then we will know indeed. Okay, God's assurance and man's conscience, number two. If our heart condemns us, so what if I'm like doing what God told me to do, but my conscience is still telling me I'm not good enough? Or what if my heart doesn't condemn me? Like What if my conscience isn't telling me anything perceivable? Okay, here's, here's what Paul says. If your conscience does not agree with Scripture, well, then be assured by what scripture says. God, okay, so there's this guy. Um, his name is Steve Epp. He's a retired pastor from Oklahoma. And he's one of these guys, maybe you've seen this, but he's, he's got a, like a 10-foot cross. And he just goes out and he's just walking across the country. And he carries this cross. So he'll just go from town to town, walking down the highway, carrying this cross, talking to people. And here's what he says. He says, Jesus loves you. God loves you. I love you. That's why I'm carrying this cross so that people can see just so I have this conversation piece. How can I pray for you? That's like his whole thing. Trying to bring hope to what's otherwise hopeless. Okay. He was all laid up in the hospital. He had an abscess on his liver and he almost died super depressed and he's and and here's what Steve Epp says he says God just told me to get get up take that cross start walking and and that's what Steve Epp is doing okay now I just I just looked it up on YouTube I don't he might be crazy okay I, I don't know but here's what I know Steve Epp does not have to ask himself if he's doing what God told him to do so he's got his cross. He, he, okay. In his mind, at least, this is what God told him to do. So he's, God said, take a cross and just start walking. So he got his cross. You what? Bear with me. To see. And he's walking. As he's walking with his cross, he doesn't have to ask himself, Am I okay? He doesn't have to assure his heart. You know why? Because he's just simply doing what God told him to do his heart is assured he knows indeed because he's he's doing what he was told to do you guys that's that's clear right okay well you know it's the same thing for us and so here's here's key point number 1 talking to yourself is only a good idea if you have something biblical to say because if you don't have something biblical to say you are not going to assure your heart it's just your conscience and your conscience is fickle. It'll tell you something. Like I go from being great to being horrible all in the same day. And I'm really no different in the morning than I am in the evening. I don't know that my, con- so if I, you know, the chatter, the self-talk, if you don't have something biblical to say, okay, so here, here would be an example. You know, God told me to make disciples. That's the mission he gave me. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm on the planet. That's what he says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It's repeated. There's a pattern throughout scripture. That's why I'm here. Okay, so look, I, I may not be perfect, but you know what? We met for discipleship yesterday, didn't we? We meet for discipleship every week. We're, we're meeting when we can. We're, the, so I am actually, I'm able to, to talk back to to the self, negative self-talk to my conscience. So, you know, I'm actually doing what God has me on the planet to do. It's his idea, I just said yes to it. This is how I'm doing that and I can answer. I've got book chapter verse. Okay, so let's move on. Verses 22 through 23. And whatsoever we ask, so if we're doing this, if we're loving in word, I'm sorry, loving in in deed and in truth, we have whatsoever we ask, verse 22. We receive that of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And and this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave commandments. Okay, so hang on. This is love and answered prayer. So we talked about love and assurance love indeed and you'll know indeed and now we have love and answered prayer have you met people and it seems like they have the hookup with god there was a lady she was running for office she was running for county perse- uh prosecutor persecutor <laughs> depends on your perspective okay <laughs> which side of the law you're on okay so uh, she was walking by, and, and she was listening to her thing, and I'm like, you're so happy, you must be a believer, she goes, oh yeah, and when we talked, she told me she's running for, for the, the, the office, and I said, well, can I pray for you, and I just prayed, and I, and I prayed that she would, according to the will of God, make the right connections that she needed to make to be able to move forward with that, I want a believer holding public office, God says, uh, I, you know, Pray for those in authority. Pray for those in authority that we may have a peaceable life, you know. So I didn't have a whole sermon, but I'm praying according to the will of God for for this woman. And I saw her again later. She goes, hey, you, she goes, you got the hookup. She said, pray for me because you've got the hookup. Because after you prayed, I had all these connections with all, like people were calling me. And I made the right connections, and I got the office, and and and, and so, you know, what? I I don't have like a hookup, a magic hookup. What I do know is I know the Bible enough so that I can pray according to the Word of God. Does that make sense? So so for her, what that looked like was here's someone who has the hookup, and you've got power in prayer. You must have a spiritual gift of awesomeness. And it's like, well, you know, no, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. But, but just check out this thing that, that, that we're reading. You have what you ask for. There is a way to pray so that you get what you ask for. Imagine that just for a minute. You're like, wow, there's a lot of things I really want. Well, hang on, time out. Well, you're going the wrong way with it. But there, just, just before we move on, what an amazing promise that you you can get what you ask for now. Okay. So hopefully that gets your attention. Let's go ahead and, and look at this. We receive of him, whatever we ask, because we keep his commandments. Okay. So if we keep his commandments, we will receive what we ask of him. Well, wait a minute. I have to go back to the 10 commandments. I can't bow down and have to honor my mother and father and I can't murder. And is that what it's talking about? No he defines here what he's talking about in verse 23 and this is his commandment two things believe on the name of his son jesus if you do not believe on the name of the son of god god in the flesh the lord jesus christ you're you're not going to get your prayers answered the first prayer that god's going to respond is oh father please save me okay Believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. That's it. Love, all the commandments are wrapped up in those two things. Love God, keep it, love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other, love God. That's it. So if we will do those things, we get what we say. Look, look, and uh, there's, there's one more in verse 22, and do those things. That are pleasing in his sight. There's that emphasis again on loving indeed, doing something. Okay, so if, if you're a parent and your kids have bought into your agenda, you're doing something. Let's say you're you're building a you're building a tree house, your kids are bought into your agenda and they're working hard. They're with you and with the tree house. Okay. And your kids say, dad, we need a new saw to build the tree house. I'm, I'm going to go buy the saw, right? Because that's they're built into the agenda. They're doing what it is we're doing together. You're preparing a meal together as your family. Your family says, oh, can someone give me the salt? I have to cook. Well, yes, of course you will. You will give your kids, your people, what they need. do what it is that you're doing but if they ask for something that is actually a different agenda you're going to say no 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 we're doing this right now okay so god has an agenda and if you are doing those things which are pleasing to his sight which can all be summarized in believe in jesus and love one another if we will do those things he will give us what we ask because that's his agenda that's what he is doing so so here's here's our key point we only get the things we ask from god when we ask for the things of god so to whatever extent i'm bought into god's agenda well don't you know that's the extent to which he's going to give us what we want because he's actually at work in our lives conforming us to the image of christ so so you know I can assure my heart if I'm loving indeed, okay, I'm in, I want to do that. How do I love indeed? Well, we, we buy into God's work. We do what it is that he wants us to do. Another way to say this would be, I'm only going to get what I ask God for, okay, when I'm asking for things that are for God. So so whose idea is it, this, this church thing that we're doing right now? Was that your idea? Before the creation of heaven and earth, did Doug Pearson decide, I would like there to be a thing called a church? No, like we're, it was your idea to come this morning. Okay, but it's this whole church thing, it's God's idea. And we're just saying yes to it. The mission that God gave the church, is that your idea or is that God's idea? It's God's idea. Salvation, is that your idea or God's idea? It's God's idea. All this stuff, you guys. This is all God's word. It's God's plan. I need to get that out of there anyway. Okay. You guys, this is all God's idea and we're just saying yes to it. That's why what we do has to be biblical. Okay. So, this is what we're seeing this morning. So, so does this make sense? If I can buy into his agenda and get excited about that, which is easier this year because the chiefs are so bad. Just saying it's you, you gotta have something to get excited about. Set your affection on things above. Okay, love and abiding is our last point and then we're gonna break up into small groups. Love and abiding. We talked about love and assurance. We talked about love and answered prayer. And then the last and third point is love and abiding. You abide in your abode. It's wherever you live. Where do you stay at? Where do you live at? Where's your home? That's the place you stay. Well, verse 24 says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth, or, or abides, in him, in Christ, and he in him, and, and Christ in and the person. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he has given us. Okay, so again, John writes these things out. So keeping the commandments of God, which are, we just learned, loving one another and believing on the name of Jesus Christ, when we do that, that results in us dwelling in Christ. It's his idea. It's the, the, the church is the body of Christ. We are in Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. In that sense, we're outside of time and space. It's weird, but, but we are. We are in Christ, and, but you don't always stay there. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that we work through the the Garden of Eden scene every day in our lives, okay, if you have a quiet time. You start there, you're walking with God in the cool of the day, in the morning, you spend time with God, but then something comes up that causes you to say, no, I'm not gonna walk with God. I'm gonna go do it my way. There is a tree of the knowledge of good and evil and through self-determination, Because of self-promotion, self-protection, self-provision, whatever, you you eat of that fruit. And instead of just simply continuing to abide where you started the day, walking with the Lord in the secret garden, isn't it just good? But then something happens, and now I'm going to choose to follow after my own way, lean on my own understanding. and We work that scene out every day of our lives. Do we stay in the place of abiding? Do we, do, we, do we abide there or do we leave that? Now, you don't lose your salvation, you guys, but this book isn't about salvation. It's about fellowship. Fellowship is different than relationship, amen? Fellowship is different than love. I love God, but I'm gonna leave the place of abiding with him because that person made me mad and I have to protect myself and someone has to do something. God's like, right, I'll see you in the morning, I guess. Good luck with that. That's what we do. We work through that scene every day of our life. So loving and abiding, if we keep his commandments, it works, it results in us dwelling, abiding, staying in that place, but it also works in indwelling. So keeping his commandments throughout the course of your day, throughout the course of your week. Which, if you if you don't know your Bible, it's it's kind of hard because you don't know what. Like like what the Bible says about how, how to love one another we don't we don't really know that so it's it's hard to do that but we still you know we st- you know so I guess you need to learn your Bibles but is God am I in Christ in terms of fellowship is He indwelling me or have, or have I taken the throne of my heart back who who's on the throne is He so when I follow his commandments, I'm in him and he is in me. Again, we're not talking about your salvation. We're talking about fellowship here. So, um, that phrase by the spirit in in verse 24 by the spirit, which is, that's that's a teaser. That's what's coming, starting in chapter four. Okay. So, so I'm not going to touch on that, but the key point number three is this, our fellowship, it, kind of is love and action if we are going to define it it's us coming together but it's there's a relationship there's an activity that is mutual love and action and it costs us something you guys to obey god together okay so this morning we sang a song bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Did you sing that? Because I was looking around at you all and you weren't singing. You were on your phone. Yeah, it's like, I was too singing. Okay. <laughs> Besides the, okay, sometimes we're not singing. Well, you don't understand, Chris. I, I don't sing. I'm, I'm a... I'm a person who doesn't like to sing. Okay. So so you would sing, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And part of what is within me will bless his holy name. But there's a part of me, see, I'm not, I just don't like to sing. Oh, okay. So wait, time out. Because we also sang, worthy is the lamb. Like, worthy. He is worthy of all our praise. Oh, except for those people who don't like to sing, and he's only worthy of, of other people's praise because you don't, you don't like to sing. And we come in here and we have fellowship together. I'll, I'll pick on someone else for a minute. Okay. We come in here and we fellowship together except for the introverts because I don't like to fellowship. I'm kind of shy. Okay. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, with all that is within me, except for my personality, because I don't I'm shy. Bless his holy name, because he's worthy of part. See, see, I'm wired, and I don't like to go to church on Sundays because it's in the mornings. I like to sleep in. That's how that's how I'm wired. Okay, what am I what, am I just trying to make you mad? No, listen. Listen. You already make up. I'm making mad. Okay, good. Okay, don't, don't miss this, you guys. If it doesn't cost you anything, then it's not biblical. It costs us taking up our cross daily. Luke chapter nine, verse 23. And Jesus, there's a lot of people that were following him. And, and listen to what he said. He, he said to them all, so I'm saying to you all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. And you're not following the Jesus of the Bible if it doesn't consist of you taking up a cross. Every single one of us here this morning could be somewhere else. And if I, I I just know how this works. Every one of you had to say no to something else, okay? You had to say no to something else to say yes to the Lord and come in. Now, listen, I'm so proud of you. Because you know what you did is you took up your cross and you denied yourself so that you could come in here. So the person who doesn't like to sing, take up your cross and sing. To the person who doesn't want to communicate with anyone else, take up your cross and and not for your sake. I know you don't want to. I know you get You get nervous talking to other people. Well, listen, take up your cross and go talk to them for their sake. And this is the question. Good morning, how are you? How can I pray for you? Just do that. We did the prayer tent yesterday. Who all was part of the prayer tent? Drunk or treat. You guys, it was really good. Here's what we did. We just got in the tent. And if anybody accidentally sat in the tent, I'm like, oh, you're in the prayer tent. Bless her heart, young lady named Shelby. She was feeding her baby, and the prayer tent is like right here. She just sat down right on the edge. I said, "You know what you just did?" She got all panicked. She's like, "What?" I said, "Look up." I said, "You sat in the prayer tent." <laughs> you know what? She really needed prayer. So it was joking around, but once you. So I would do I'd say, okay, hey, you guys, come over here. Come in the prayer tent. Let's pray. And we had several sessions of prayer like that. But once we actually got people in there, you guys, there's so much to pray about. People, even people who are doing okay, even a pastor, oh, I, you guys, I need prayer to get all that stuff done. Well, he's shoulder, can't move his shoulder. Like everybody needs, you need prayer. And if you had someone who's just willing to say, Gordon, man, I I want to pray for you. Can you tell me how I can pray for you? There's going to be a list of things to pray for. Amen. Okay, you need prayer. I need prayer. But I'm a shy person. Okay, God is worthy of all praise. But I, I don't like to sing. You guys, that's what taking up the cross is, is us being willing to not do what I would naturally do and instead do what Jesus did. Don't you know that God has promised that he's at work in your life to conform you to the image of Christ? Don't you know that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can prove what, so by the time we're all done, you guys, we're all gonna start to look like Jesus a little bit. And we're gonna look different physically, but we're all gonna kinda look spiritually and sound a lot like Jesus, if if we have enough time and we don't quit, okay? That's what God's doing, but for that to happen, you kinda have to stop looking spiritually so much like you. And I have to stop looking spiritually so much like me, like like John the Baptist said. I must decrease and he must increase. I have to put off the old man and put on the new man. So listen, I know that for you to show up this morning, it cost you something. I know that. And I know that there's spiritual attack involved. I know you didn't get here without at least a little bit of struggle. Can I just say, man, that's evidence that the you know, God's at work in your life and you're willing to count the cost. You're willing to, maybe it's not comfortable. Maybe it's hard. Maybe, you know, whatever. The Bible says over and over again, that praise and worship is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. And I'll finish with this. In the old days, you would bring a sacrifice to the temple. What was that? Why'd they call it a sacrifice? Like, what's a sacrifice? What is that anyway? Right, something had to die. But what was it that you were bringing? A lamb, something of value. Okay, you know what's really valuable? Your time. Thank you for sacrificing your time. Because you could have just been at home watching whatever you do, doing whatever you do. But instead, you said, I'm going to say yes to God, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to give that time to God, and God sees that as a, so our fellowship, even if we're just coming together and loving one each other within these four walls, don't you know that it costs you something? All right, so I love you all, and I think you're the greatest people on the planet. I do. But you have to still forbear one another. You have to forgive one another if we're going to have fellowship because we're all kind of made out of dirt a little bit. Okay, I'm going to offend you. I'm going to say things that are insensitive. because I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I was distracted. You're just going to have to forgive and forbear me. And I'm going to forgive and forbear you. And you know what? That costs us something, doesn't it? Okay, well then praise the Lord. We can't have passionate preferences and such a strong natural personality that we're not willing to change anything and not let it cost. Okay, I think I, I think I probably am beating a dead horse at this point. So listen, we'll break up into our small groups and we can work through these questions. By the way, in regards to having what we ask for, you know that we as a class asked to become a functional fellowship. We prayed for couples, we prayed for our families. I see God answering those prayers, but listen, it has to be so that we can be functional in terms of the mission that he's given us. So we can do what he's given us to do. And then, you know, how can we lay down our lives for another? How can we have this functional fellowship together? And sometimes I think the question is how can I not lay down my life? So how can I be a part of this thing without actually having to do anything or sacrifice anything? Sometimes I think that's where our mind, naturally goes instead of how can i show the love of christ to my brothers and sisters in this place so you can work through those things whatever else you need to work through in your small groups what we'll do is we'll have a, a small group um back there we can do like a ladies' small group we can do a couple two couple small groups up here so Wagi and lois you can do a couple small group here i'll do a couple small group. now you can come to the couple small group if you're not a couple just but the, we'll have that We can do men's uh, groups back over there. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Just ask for your blessing, Lord, that we might hear from you and be able to respond. And we want to assure our hearts. We want to have answered prayers and we want to just abide in that relationship that you've given us. Um, So Father, help us to just work through all this. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. amen.